How dare you? How dare you? He put the cheese on the cracker. Keys to success, pray before the age. <laughs> Hamp and OB. I know what I'm talking about. And a gentleman to my right, he knows what he's talking about. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bears are what we thought they were. The Hamp and OB Show starts now. A disaster in Detroit. Unbelievable. They keep finding ways to lose. Lions 31, Bears 26 in Detroit. Bears fall to 3-8 and eight on the year. This is uh, Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at uh, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich are here. I'm Kevin Powell, sitting in for Andy Mazur. 312-981-7200. We're here to take your calls up until 530. OB, Kevin, wow! Kevin, just hide what I want to know. Can somebody check into the Bears and find out who is the guy that's giving the dance lessons from play to play and quarter to quarter for the Chicago Bears? There was a moment, just Justin. being a little sarcastic. Yeah. How do they sit and they make a play? Make a play. They run. Our quarterback runs with the ball, gains about 15 yards, whatever it was, and late in the game, and he starts dancing on the field. Yep. Okay. My who? It's uh, it's Danny. T- tough to wrap your head around this one. Bears had a twelve point lead, guys, with three minutes to go. F- three minutes to go. Kevin, a stupid football team that is poorly coached. That those are the people that lose those games. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, you know, for fifty seven minutes, Eberflus and his group. They did a damn good job of get, not only getting this team prepared, but schematically being better than what we have seen Detroit be most of the season. And you're you're saying to yourself, maybe, maybe this is the game. In the pregame, I talked about that moment in time when we beat a really good team and we started saying, hey, let's buy in. We know that we're capable now. Now, three minutes to go, you got a 12-point lead. You got to do certain things, OB. You've got to not only realize the clock is the enemy now. You're not playing Detroit no more. You're playing the damn clock. And yet we we fell apart in little pieces. So much of the game we did the smart thing. We were more physical. We burned, you know, we owned the clock in the first half, OB. Yeah, we went downfield with passes. I mean, rare, very rare. We took Laporta, their tight end, their rookie tight end. Out of the mix until the last three minutes. We took St. Brown out except for maybe one catch the first three quarters. And then all of a sudden, we, as you used to say, start taking stupid pills. And yep. then we started not doing the things you got to do and get up and press. Don't give them easy uh, release. Do all those things. Buy time. Get the rush. And Jared Goff, and you can say what you want about that guy, he, he was our best player for 57 minutes. He was the most valuable bear. Yes, he was. And then he flipped the switch, and just like, what was that coach's name in Arizona that said the Bears are who we thought they were? Well, guess what? We showed we're not ready to win yet. I'll tell you what. This, this goes to these bear players. You guys with your dancing, you make an interception. You run all the way down to the other end zone and you start dancing. You get another interception. You run down. 
Somebody makes a tackle. They run around. Can you guys stop dancing around and concentrate on the game on first down, second down, third down, and fourth down? Cover punts, cover receivers, make tackles. And when you make a run over 10 yards, don't get up and start dancing. And And that's right on the coach's head. Well, and certain teams, they don't do it. But, you know, this team does it. 25 other teams, most of them losers, they they more worried about celebrating their individual accomplishment rather than the big picture of the team being able to win. They and think it they comes had, back and haunts you. Dan, they think they had it won, and our quarterback again makes a run, and then he gets up. When yeah, the game is still you. going, and he's on the field, and he knows that the, the cameras are on him, and he starts dancing. I wouldn't go. I have no words, folks. Guys, guys, five minutes left. Third and seven at Detroit's twenty-three. They elect to run up the middle for just two yards and settle for a field goal. That's a word right there. Settle. They settled there. They thought, hey, they could have went for the throat. Go for seven there. Exactly. The Bears they only won three games. Yep. Right. 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 But you guys want to get to some calls? Gino and Kelly Met City is fired up. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Gino, you're on WGN. Following this, man, let me say it straight up with this coaching staff. I'm sick of it. I'm not watching this game no more until this coaching staff is fired. Fired. They could kick two field goals when they were trying to run the clock out just to settle for somebody to watch these guys standing 10 yards off the field, knowing they're going to go short passes, knowing that the man said the, the defense is not going to block these. You're able to stop the tackle and run right down the field. And then you turn right around at, when it's on a uh, five-point game and do two runs and think that's good enough to win the game. That's insane, man. This coach's staff is the stupidest I've ever seen. And these players celebrate every damn play you make. No! Dan- no good! All right, Gino. Uh, we hear you. Thanks. Trust me. Thank you for the call, Danny, I and Kevin... I got an idea. We're going to hear that for about the next one hour and 55 minutes on calls. And, you know, it's disappointing on so many levels, obviously. But I thought, guys, for Justin Fields' first game back in a little over a month, he looked decisive out there. He looked like he had a chip on his shoulder. And we did see a lot of good from Justin Fields today. It's just a bad football team that, that, that cannot find ways to close games out against decent or good teams. You're not going to win in this league. You're not going to win a Super Bowl and be a world champion with your quarterback running. How many Did he run over 20 times today? He was real close, over 100 yards on the ground. But- All right. We got running backs we pay millions of dollars to. We got offensive linemen that are supposed to block. But Getze seems to think that we've got this kid that he's going to be untouchable. He'll never get hurt. Well, he's been here three years. He's been hurt every year. And you guys run him. He comes back after being out for over a month. And you run him 20 times, if not more. Yeah, 18 carries for 104 yards for Justin Fields. Went 16 to 23, 169 yards and a touchdown. And they created. How about turn- Cole Komet catching seven or eight or nine or ten passes? How about Daryl Mooney catching seven passes? Three of them for over 40 yards. And how about more destroying the defensive backfield of the Detroit Lions? Using those three guys, what do we do? We concentrate, Danny and Kevin. We concentrate on our guy who is going to make the win force our quarterback. You need the other ten guys, Coach. 
Let's go to Bill in Chicago. I think agrees with you, Ob, about Justin Fields uh, dancing on the field. Bill, oh, that you're on WGN. Under, that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah guys, let me tell you, uh, a last place quarterback team has no business doing that. And Dan, I just want to say we were talking how your number has not been retired yet is a joke. If anybody's retired, number should be retired at you. But what we saw today, that woke up Detroit when he did that hot dogging. No room in the Walter Payton, all you got to do is look at that guy. Hand him the ball to the ref, that's it. No hot doggers, nothing. My thoughts, Bill, that's were... That's all I got to say. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Bill. When he, I, I mentioned that in the room to Dan and to Kevin, and I'm going to tell you what. I also said to myself, and, and I'm telling you this is the truth, I said, this very well could come back to haunt this team. That kid dancing as silly as it sounds, as silly as it sounds, folks, you don't, you don't do that. You don't stick in somebody's face. And why that kid did that, I have absolutely no reason to understand any reason why he would sit there and start dancing. The game isn't over. You fool. Let's go to Tim and Matson, who has uh, thoughts on the coaching staff following that one. Tim, you're on WGN. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Long-time listener. I'm just calling because I agree with you, uh, OB, so far as the laughter and all that, and we've only won three games. But that play calling when they had like three minutes left in the game and they ran the same draw or whatever you call it in a row, that was pathetic. Someone should be fired. Their offensive coordinator should be fired tonight. There was nothing funny about those guys laughing and joking because we're up by 12 points or whatever in the last three minutes and lose. That's uncalled for. Those three plays were horrible. I mean, just horrible. I mean, we gave them that game. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Thank you, Tim. There's no question that the game management just completely fell apart there in the latter stages of the fourth quarter. And just like we're all saying, it was almost like, they thought it was a fait accompli. They thought, hey, everybody mocks us. Everybody makes fun of us. And now we come over here, we beat the mighty Detroit Lions, and now we're the big man on campus, and we're the badasses, and we're the guys that, you know, everybody should start respect. They forgot one thing. That clock still had time on it. And at some point, not only every player, and your point about the dancing, I looked at you and you looked at me, and you started. You went off. And I couldn't I said, hold it back, Dan. This is. It's going to come back and haunt it. And think about this. We 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 talked in the pregame. Justin Fields had you know this soundbite about. Yeah, well, I, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I I just go out there and do what I do, and you know I don't have anything to prove. Well, I got to tell you something, young man. Winning the game is the most important thing. Most important thing above all other criteria. And you better understand that because right now you're 6 and 26 as a starter in the NFL. And it's been now almost two full calendar years, guys, since a division win for the Bears. November 25th of 2021 was the last time the Bears won a division game. And the and the play calling that the callers are referring to that we're talking about, guys, first and 10, Detroit 26, two-yard run, Khalil Herbert. Second and eight, Detroit 24, Justin Fields for one yard. Third and seven, Detroit 23, Roshan Johnson up the middle for two yards. They settle for that field goal. We'll be thinking about that sequence all week. What a great time to come, Kevin, and to our listeners 
and Danny, I, I, I know you'll agree with me, with play action, because they've been running, running up the middle, go with play action. Sick in his belly, pull it out, bootleg out, or drop back and pass it to tight end, to Moore in the end zone, to Darnell Mooney in the end zone, or Cole Komet in the end zone, or for 10, or 20 yards. The plays were right there for you. They were right there. The coaches didn't call it. Am I missing something here, Dan? Oh, no, no. Hey, at that point in the game, the defense and – and and even these announcers, and I like Mark Slareth, the uh, the color man. He's awesome. He played in the league a long time, a, a, a real insightful analyst. And he kept saying, "Hey, Detroit's buying in. They know that the Bears are going to try to burn the clock and run. That is that's textbook play action. That is exactly when play action is a hundred percent green light. Why and we never did it." Why we didn't do that, folks? Again, I said, Dan, I, I, folks, the play action, it was right there for us. It was right there instead of settling for it, the, the play, the play action, the play action with bootleg, the play was there. It was there. It's an infuriating loss, guys. 31-26, the Lions beat the Bears in Detroit. Bears now 3-8. and eight. Uh, Let's go to David, who is listening from Florida. David, you're on WGN Radio. Hey guys, uh, great show as always. Listen, I just want to say Hampton will be. I sat here on the TV watching the 70 inch TV and I knew those first three running plays before the Lions got the game winning touchdown was going to be uh, fullback or halfback dives up the middle. We would have to punt the ball. They would score a touchdown and then we'd get the ball back within 20 seconds. I predicted the whole entire first the last two minutes of the game. Now, I can do that. Don't you think the Detroit Lions defense can do that? Yeah. Well, Aaron Glenn is their <laughs> Can't def- argue with you, David. No, no, no. Aaron Glenn, their defensive coordinator, you know, we're playing, you know, chess. Hey, he, it was match play. He, he one-upped. Anything that Luke Getzey came with, with this nonsense conservative, you know, pull the horns in and try to, you know, just get out of there alive. But guys, and what what really is, and big picture, okay, it's a loss, but, and I don't want to hear moral victory ever spoke about something like this, but I will tell you this, for 57, 8 minutes, Justin Fields did so many good things. They did a lot of great things, getting him out of the pocket, letting him, you know, break defenses down with his legs, all those things. And just like you said, OB, what did he run? 15 times today, 17 times? Well, how long till he's hurt again, right? Well, that's the way it's going to go. But in this game, I, I guess exclusively they thought it doesn't matter. Tomorrow doesn't count. We're only worried about winning today and for 57 minutes – they were doing what they wanted to do, and they controlled the game. And I'll tell you this, the touchdown pass he threw to D.J. Moore, where he was in the pocket, the pocket breaks down. He doesn't just take off and bolt like a rabbit. He he climbs the pocket, sets, and throws the touchdown to D.J. Moore. I don't think he would have done that or could have done that. or It was in his realm of possibilities a month ago or two months ago. But... Today, he had some plays that make you think, yeah, this guy could be the goods. But all the other stuff, the last three minutes, it's going to wipe it away. 
And we talked in pregame, guys. All eyes were going to be on Justin Fields over the final seven games. But same for Matt Eberflus. And this is a bad, bad loss when you could have got a division win on the road and they found a way to blow it. And, and that, that was direct coaching decision-making by the play calling at the end of the game and, and yep. not being as aggressive. So those are fair And Eberflus has the right to go down there and say, stop this crap. Throw the damn ball. Hey, be proactive. Go vertical. Let's do it. Hey, they threw it to Tyler Scott there on third and nine at the very end. You know, too little, too late. And he and Scott kind of quit mm-hmm. two-thirds down the route. I don't know why. And, you know, come up just a half step short. But all that being said, this is what a head coach controls. And it was a poor job of doing it. If, if, if this showed you folks one thing today, okay, now we're three and eight. Three and eight. If it, if it tells you one thing about this coaching staff, if it tells you one thing, no way, no way is this guy a head coach, Eberflus, our offensive defensive coordinator, and the other 24 guys, they are not. They are not NFL caliber coaches. You can't go and have a record. What is it now, Dan? Six wins and 26 losses? And, and folks, we were, we're playing the Lions. They're a good team. But we have the easiest schedule in the league. And we only have three wins against the weakest teams in the National Football League so far. That's a fact. We've got time for one more call before we get to the news. But everybody, hang on. 312-981-7200. Hamp and OB will be on until 530. So we've got plenty of time to take your calls. Let's go to Dylan in Niles. Dylan, you're on WGN. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm a big fan. Uh, I just got one thing to say about this uh, this horrible performance today. I mean, it was just unbelievable. You can go as, as far as to say that the offensive line is bad, defensive line is bad, but how many excuses are you going to say for the team that's playing like crap every single week except to blame the coaches? That's all you can do in this situation. That's all there is, is Eberflus and our offensive coordinator, Luke, is a disgrace to this absolute team. This team is, is, has great players, and we have a great look ahead of But our coaching staff is unbelievable. And before you call any player that's a free agent in the offseason, your first phone call is to Jim Harbaugh across the lake. That's, all that's, a, that's, that's the first thing you do in the offseason. Jim Harbaugh. Dylan, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Hey, Dylan, it. how about Dan Campbell from Detroit? It's a tough one, guys. Uh, Bears losing to the Lions 31-26 in Detroit. 312-981-7200 is the number. Hampton OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Yes, OB. You know what? I, I've seen games that finish like this before, a ton of them, okay? And where the team is, has got the win, got it locked, and somehow it gets away. But I'll tell you what, what you should never, ever do and I, I'm having a hard time getting this out of my head, is the celebrating during the game. During the game, if you get an interception or a fumble, you guys start running around, crazy running down the end zone, sliding in, jumping around, dancing. This has got to stop. Somebody, on that, that general manager or the owner, somebody's got to come in and put an end to this foolishness. Plenty more of Hamp and OB on the way. We'll, we will be here until 530 Taking your calls, recapping a, a frustrating, devastating loss for the Bears, 31-26 in Detroit. White was matched up with him again. Fields climbs, Fields throws, touchdown! One-two punch delivers, it's Fields to Moore! 
sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. I'm Kevin Powell in for Andy Mazur today. Dan Hampton, Ed Obradovich are here up until 5.30. The Bears falling to the Lions 31-26. One of the reasons on top of many, guys, that this one is so frustrating is because there was a lot of good in this game. And it felt like, hey, maybe a step in the right direction for once. Justin Fields is back. He looked pretty good. The defense had four takeaways. That looked pretty good. And it all just came completely crumbling down over the final three minutes of the game. We had the ball. We just talked about it. Almost 40 minutes to their 20-something. Basically 40 to 20, Dan. This is like making straight A's and all the tests and you flunked the course. It's almost impossible to see a game like this where we get four turnovers and you control the ball two-thirds of the time and you lose the game. And And it has to go back and be put on... The coaching heads. Uh, there you go, Dan. That's okay, where it the is. arrow has on something like that. What Dan just said, those numbers. They twenty more minutes the Bears had, and 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 the way the game went. Come, okay, the arrow has to land somewhere. And what Dan just said is exactly what I said, and he believes, and I believe, right on the coaches, folks. You can't dance around it. You can't do anything, although this team loves to dance. I wish the hell they learn how to win a football game than learning how to dance. But anyway, that is what it is. But I'll tell you, it's right on the coaches. They can't run, Danny. They can't hide. And they can't talk their way out of this one. They cannot. They had a 12-point lead with just over four minutes remaining. It's now 12 straight divisional losses. And one other quick little fun fact here for you guys from The Athletic posting this. The Bears had won 22 in a row dating back to 2008 when taking the ball away four times in a game. 22 straight. I think most teams are going to win when you have four takeaways and they still find a way. It goes back to what year? 2008. 2008. That was back in the Lovey era. Yep. Now, we've went, what, 15 years and all these, you know, fraud coaching staffs, and yet they were able to continue to win. Right. Overcome, you know, whatever obstacle, but not this bunch. Not this much. This problem is this coaching staff. It's the coaching staff. And there's no ifs, there's no ands, there's no whatevers about it. This guy, Ibraflus, he's probably a nice man, probably a good defensive coordinator. But I can tell you what, Dan, he and his other, actually at one time, 27 other coaches, they couldn't coach a horse how to walk. Yeah, they were aggressive. They they went for it on fourth down twice and and got it, and then got very. Um, they, they were conservative. not a conservative. Late. Let's go to Robert, who's listening in Texas. Robert, you're on WGN. Thanks for calling. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I I have a comment on the time of possession difference. I've never heard of a team losing uh, when you have forty minutes and twenty four seconds of possession versus the other teams nineteen minutes and thirty right. seconds. 36 seconds combined with four takeaways. Mm-hmm. It's almost unimaginable. But one thing I did notice in the stats, the Bears were one of two in the red zone. Uh, and the Lions were three of three. So how can you possess the ball for 40 minutes and only get into the red zone twice? Robert, coaching. You- coaching. Calling the plays. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Getsy is the one calling the plays. That's exactly how. 
Thank you for the call. Let's go to Mark in Broadview wants to talk about Justin Fields. Mark, you're on WGN. Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to comment about it. Justin Fields' comments about uh, not having to prove anything to only just his uh, teammates. I mean, how about management? How about coaching? How about, you know, everything? And then he was dancing around uh, against uh, Carolina when they won. Yeah, look, again, we have a dysfunctional football team. And when you have yes, we do. A, a, a team that is almost rudderless, then there is no code of conduct. There's no, no, there's no work ethic. There is no uh, camaraderie. And, you know, all this individualized, yo, dancing, a run to the end zone to celebrate your turnover and all this crazy nonsense, it's – it eats away at the fabric of the team because the 350-pound nose tackle, he's never going to get an interception or, uh, you know, or, or a pick six. But, oh, he's got a you – know, I'm just saying, all these little things. And the head coach has got to be the one that lays it down. The rules. The law. Right. And say, hey, if you want to do that, Go to Tampa Bay or wherever the hell they're going to do that. But the way we're going to do it here is pa, pa, pa. Now, all that being said, Justin Fields did so many good things today. So many things. If you was to put down, you know, I I used to hear these marriage counselors talk about, oh, well, you know, this and that. You put a plus or a minus. (laughs) There's a lot more pluses than minuses. And there were some things he did wrong. The last play of the game. In his deep, he took a ten-yard deep drop, and got sacked and got stripped. You know, so he did, he didn't do everything perfect. But at some point, you have to say, "This is the way you're going to do it." Here, unfortunately, from the top down, we don't have that system. Well, when you lose the game the way they lost today, Dan, these things really magnify. They really do. They magnified what, what our quarterback was doing out on the field after he made a long run. I mean, my God, you're, you're, you're on the field. On the field, and, and you make a long run, get a first down, and you're standing there and you're dancing? You're dancing? Come on, Dan. Here. Fields, Warren, Poles, somebody's got to call this team in. They've got to call this team in. We're three and eight, and we went out. We embarrassed ourselves in Detroit. The last quarter of this game, the last quarter, and all this dancing and sliding and flipping around—it's got to stop. You've only won three games. My God, what are you people thinking about? What are you coaches thinking about? Get your heads in the game. Score points. Stop drives. Win. How's that for a novelty? Let's go to Furman in Chicago. Thoughts on the Bears head coach. Furman, you're on WGN. Hey, how you guys doing? You guys always run a great show. Look, man, here's a deal. The whole staff's got to go. That coach staff's got to go, man. That's too much. Too much, too much. You cannot tell me. Remember, Evil Fuse the defense coordinator. That's his strength. He's calling the plays. He couldn't, couldn't get on the defense coordinator. The guy's gone. That's you, you can't tell me your defense coordinator, your strength, and then you're losing on your strength. Five minutes. They blew the game in five minutes, man. I've I never seen anything like it. He's got to go. He's got to go. And on top of that, maybe they need to talk to Poles, too, because those defensive tackles he's got, 
these Justin Jones and those defensive tackles, man, no, no rush, man. No rush when you really need to rush. No rush. No pass rush. That's a good point, Furman. Montez Sweat, any, anybody see him late when Detroit was driving down well, the field? Well, he got a trash sack when nobody blocked him. And, you know, of course he was – Nobody you know, touched him. Nobody touched him. Goff had all day to throw on, the, on those last two drives. Yeah, yeah. You know, think about this, folks. Going into this game, we had a lot of concerns. Okay, Detroit's good. They're 7-2. and two. They've beaten some fine football teams. They beat the world champions. So you're thinking, how would we match up? And that's what I always used to think about. How do we match up? Where do we need to make sure we kind of help out or hold up another part of the team? Say, we're playing the New York Giants with Lawrence Taylor and those guys. Hey, the offensive line, it's all about them. they got to block, you know, that. We, today, our offensive line held up pretty darn well. Our defense, it held up pretty darn well. Our running game was non-existent, but Justin Fields, they had him making plays with his legs, and he made enough plays to give us a, a chance to win the game. We had a 12-point lead with three minutes left. And, and lost. And they come back and score 17 unanswered, in the, well, not unanswered, 17 points in the fourth quarter while we're playing nickel and dime, kicking two field goals. They're going for the throat and to, and to, for the win, and they get two touchdowns and, and a safety. 312-981-7200 is the phone number for those those of you holding. Just hang on. We're going to get to you. Hang we've in got, there, folks. We've got plenty of time. We'll be on until 530 recapping. It's a very frustrating Bears loss, 31-26 in Detroit. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Your ability to wipe that stuff clean and continue to be aggressive, that's what's going to set it apart. Oh, look at the pressure. That time it's Montez Sweat with his first Chicago Bear sack. In game number three since the trade from Washington, this guy's elevated the play of the defensive line. He gets his first seed. Welcome back into Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. OB, a, a frustrating one, a painful one. The Denver game earlier in the year was a late collapse, and this one this one stings because, as we were just discussing, it felt like there was a lot of good from the Bears today, and it just completely fell apart at the end over the final three, four minutes or so. Well, that's <laughs> unfortunate. game 60 minutes long, yep. and and it's, it, it's very disheartening. I, I sit there, and sometimes I... I I get into it just a little bit too much, but I, I, I for the life of me, <clears throat> folks, and 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 when I tell you about what's been happening all last year with this coaching staff and what's happened basically two thirds of the year so far, and and finally we're, we're starting to connect with more down the field. Darnell Mooney, we're trying to do it now. We're trying to bootleg out. We're trying to play action out. We're trying to play action, bootleg. We're moving out of the pocket. This is stuff, folks, that should have been done in training camp in Ju- in July, August. This is all should have been put in before we even played one game. And what you're seeing is a team that can't figure it out. Let me say that again. This is a team. I'm talking coaches and players. They can't figure it out. What they can't figure out is how to win. Why do I say that? Because it's right in front of you. 
It's right in front of you. They don't have command of the plays. They don't have command from quarter to quarter to quarter. They don't know how to finish a game. That's exactly what you're seeing from week to week. They do not have command or understanding of this game, and you're thinking, oh, come on, OB, that's impossible. These guys have been coaching, and we got to play. No, it is possible. And that's exactly what's happening with this team. They don't know how to win. Let's go to Teofilo in Elgin, wants changes to the coaching staff. You're on WGN. Hello, how you guys doing? Been uh, listening to the show for a long time. Ob, I want to say I hope your family member is doing okay. Uh, the Bears, um, they're the Bears. I just hope um, they clean the whole staff. And uh, Dan Hansen, don't get mad because I remember calling you a couple times. Uh, you said it's a good old league, uh, but can we hire Jim Jimbo Fisher from Texas A and M? Maybe that'll be a change. But anyway, love the show and uh, keep doing your thing. I love you, Chicago. Thank you for the call. Keep listening. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Teofilo in Elgin. 312-981-7200 is the number. The Bears losing to the Lions today, 31-26. As we talked about, the Bears had four takeaways. They had one turnover. Dominated time of possession, 40 minutes to 20 minutes, essentially. And they still found a way to lose. They had a 12-point lead with uh, just about four minutes left. Couldn't get it done, guys. You know, a perspective of this game that you, you almost have to acknowledge. They've got the Packers on Thursday. That's, that's not very far. Four days in pro football, it goes fast. And to me, it looked like we were, for the first time maybe ever, we were ready to play from the opening kickoff. What did we go down on the very first drive? Five, you know, five plays over 10 yards here, bam, bam, going to 11 play, 75 yard drive for a touchdown. And we shut them out the first quarter. And I remember the announcer saying, Hey, first time all year, the Detroit Lions, a fast starting team had been shut out. But they woke up in the second half, came back, scored two touchdowns. Now we go in at half, get ready, let's come out, make some adjustments. Boom! We shut them out in the third quarter, Kevin. We shut them out in the third quarter. And we do a few good things, but in the fourth quarter, when you find who wants to win and who's going to lose, we couldn't close the deal. And again... You know, we talk week after week after week about the coaches having a hor- <clears throat> horrible game plans. And then we got horrible halftime adjustments. Well, we can't really say that today now, can we? But at the end of the day, when they had to make good decisions about how to win this game, talking about the coaches, they failed. Now, there's a lot that goes into being an NFL coach. That's why they're getting all this money. Well, you know, we're still on the short end of the stick, lacking in so many ways. I, I, you know what, Dan? I go back. Uh, you know, and I don't know how many times this guy, in, in, in about a year and two-thirds, he's had our offense take a knee. I remember was, there was a game, Danny. I, if you can remember, I, can't, I don't know. I can't remember who it was. But it was just about under his tenure here since he's been here. It was just like under a minute to go at halftime. Just under a minute. So we had like 40 or 50-some seconds. And you remember, Danny, he took a knee. Our guy had to take a knee like two or three times for the clock to run out. He never attempted to go downfield and try to put points on the board. With all the things that could happen, 
while you're trying to do that, like an interference call or whatever. What about you. today? We had four first downs as a result of penalties. Oh, my God. What was that one? It was like a 30-yard penalty that we got? There was some illegal contact, some defensive holding, things like that. A lot of things were in the Bears' favor today. And again, yes, they were. They, they, they got st- the calls. They, st- they did get a lot of calls, and uh, they should have won this game. Frustrating. But, uh, but my overarching point was it's almost like Detroit wasn't even concerned about playing or beating the Bears until the fourth quarter, and they right. said, hey, 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 <laughs> these guys, these clowns from Chicago, they're leading. Let's, hey, let's go to work. Detroit, did. Detroit, eight and two, go looking for their first division title since nineteen ninety three. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is our number, and uh, we will get to the to uh, those of you that are hanging on on hold. We will get to you after the news. This is hanging in there, callers. Callers, hang on. We will get right on you. Hamp and OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Chevy dealers. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. This is Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. The Bears losing to the Lions 31-26. Kevin Powell in for Andy Mazur. We are here until 530-312-981-7200. We'll be taking your calls up to 530. It is time, though, for Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, the official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. Hamp. Overall, the defense as a whole played pretty well, but the guy that jumps out at you has to be what we heard right there on the bumper coming in was Tyreek Stevenson. He made two fantastic plays of, you know, interception and, of course, forcing the fumble on the kickoff. So, uh, you know, he was uh, kind of uh, another reason to think, uh, you know, we've got a chance with this defense, but. Then Not enough. Kid, and a promising kid, young player, that too. That could play for me any day. He, he's a tough player. You're he's been right prone he to is. some mistakes with penalties this season, but he, he's a tough player. Write this down. They're going to move him to free safety and give the heave-ho to number four. Won't be long. Won't be long. Uh, let's get back to the phone, 312-981-7200. Let's go to Philly in Park Ridge. Philly, you're on WGN. What's up? Hi, um, Mr. Hampton, Mr. Obradovich, thank you for taking my call. If you might remember, I was your last caller last year, and we had briefly talked about um, we didn't need that first pick. Let's get players. And accordingly, the Bears did so. They got some players. Um, I did recommend a gentleman that uh, grew up in our community here that I had coached at the at the uh, little tyke level, but he was he was um, very dominating, and he played played with you, Mr. Obradovich, or not played with you. His grandfather played with you over the years. Uh, just really quickly, uh, uh, Mr. Skaransky has outgraded number fifty eight right every game this season, and out and and the, put the icing on top of the cake. Not once. The Chicago Bears reach out to him 
He was in Evanston at Northwestern University, not even offering an Uber drive down to Lake Forest or a visit to Lake Forest. The Bears never looked at it. So now in line, the Bears got a Carolina draft pick for the first pick, and of course we're going to have another first pick with Chicago Bears. What's going to be different? Who's going to, who is in charge of the scouting? What's going to be different between now and then? And I do agree with you also that the coaching staff is just, they don't know how to manage a game. They do not know how to manage a game. So is it a matter of getting rid of the coaching staff, bringing in new scouts? I'm going to hang up, listen to your Philly, answer. I hope you thanks, get Philly. The person, the person that will make that decision is Poles, our general manager. He will be the guy to make the decision. All right, real quick, um, about Darnell Wright, throughout, uh, what did we have, 70 plays or something? Mm-hmm. Up until the very final play of the game when Justin Fields went nuts and dropped 10 yards to throw a, you know, a bomb, he did a fine job on their best defensive player, uh, Hutchinson, the, uh, the big defensive end. Uh, From Michigan. Yeah, who who was, you know, basically, uh, you know, shut down. I watched it quite often, and he did a a fine job. But back to Poles and his scout. Think about this, folks. Think about this. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback down in Houston, with a startup coach, first-time coach. Ohio State quarterback. Yep, yep, yep. He went second overall, and everybody missed it. You know, Carolina missed it. They they went with the kid they picked. But C.J. Stroud has basically come out of nowhere. Well, where was Poles when he was doing his due diligence and scouting? What? He, quarterbacks was, were off the table in this draft? I don't know. I mean, Danny, we, had a, we he, had a pick. We could have got him. I'm just saying. Nuts for this kid that we got our number one quarterback here. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. In the years that I've been around, involved in playing football. That's at a high school level, a college, and a pro level. This kid came in here, my God. He came in here in a golden carriage, and everybody, he's this, he's this, he's that, he's everything. My God, folks, stop already. Six, Six and- games and 26 losses in three years and hurt every year? It, it's enough already. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is our number. Meg has a question that I think a, a lot of people have after a loss like this. Meg, you are on WGN. Go ahead. I am um, sorry. It's crazy that I'm following that comment. Um, I don't pretend to know football. Uh, my husband is a season ticket holder, so I've been to every home game the last ten years. I watch the games with him. We listen to the after um, discussions, and I try to educate myself, but I don't pretend to know anything about play calling. Um, what my question is is sitting at the 10,000-foot level that I am as an amateur. I see Justin come in. I get that, you know, Chicago passed on to Sean Watson, and we were, you know, rumbling that it was, is the, is the organization racist? Why would we pass on that? And then we find out things that maybe hopefully they knew back then that shines a little light on that. Here comes Justin, exactly that. He's the savior. season, certainly. We see him the savior, but yet he's setting him. He's the, one, he's the only one that knows whether he could have actually done something else other than be the savior in the play. All right. Well, thank you for the call, Meg. Uh, I think she also wanted to get to the the leadership of the Chicago Bears on many levels and what that looks like currently. What is Kevin Warren's role here? What what is Kevin Warren thinking, the new president, when he watches his team blow a 12-point lead 
on the road. You haven't won a divisional game in two years. You do just about everything right and let it all just crumble over the final few minutes. So, so what is Kevin Warren thinking? What is Ryan Poles thinking with six games to go in this season? Well, the problem is they're not. How's that for an answer? <laughs> they're not thinking. They're pretty much hiding. Why isn't somebody interviewing them? You know, the one thing that you always kind of hope in the back of your mind that is is being you know assessed on a week to week basis is accountability. Who's I hate to say whose fault? Whose fault is this? And if you win, who gets the credit? Why did you win? And who should be? favored because they're doing the necessary things to give you a chance to win. And again, Eberflus's record, he hadn't beat any winning, a winning team. No. We, the team no. hasn't beat a winning team in two years. <laughs> we haven't won a divisional game in two years. So sooner or later, that accountability has to show up. If it doesn't, then you need to hire a new president. And it's one of those games, too, guys, that we've kind of talked about where it's not like we can say, oh, Justin Fields had a terrible game or the offensive line had a terrible game or the defense had – that wasn't the case today. No. That was not the case today. No. They played well for much of this game, and the coaching staff let it get away from them it, late. It was it was coaching blunders in the final three minutes. And you know what? The, the red zone. I know everybody watches the red zone at, at some time. And the kid on there does a great job. And at about 2.20 every Sunday, he calls it the witching hour, where wins become losses and losses become wins. Today, textbook example. Meg, to answer your question, why isn't the Chicago press interviewing Warren, who is the new president and resident genius? And why isn't somebody interviewing polls? Why aren't these people work for newspapers, radio stations, television stations? Why aren't they go up and say, ask Warren, the president, these questions? Why don't they ask polls these questions? You're lucky if we even ask our own head coach. Three one there's something really wrong in the city. I'm telling you, there's something wrong. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Gino, Tom, Gary, Patrick, Sue, all hang on. We've got hang a couple tight. couple of phone lines open, so get your calls in. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Meg, I hope that answered your question. Oh wow, Lions are bringing the house. Fields throws underneath. DJ Moore gets away from Joseph. Well, that was early in the game, which was a good play by Justin Fields. Detroit brought the house. Fields was able to get rid of it. DJ Moore got the ball, and he's shown really all year a ton of fight in him. And he broke some tackles, was able to get the first down. It is time, though, for the Muller Auto Game Changing Moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. The game changing moment of the game. Ham? Unfortunately, it wasn't by a player, it was by a coach. Lugetsi decides to go hunker down and go three dives and up and settle for a field goal, which set Detroit up with three minutes to go and the ball, and we know what happened. How, what is that conversation between an OC and a head coach? Because do you think Matt Eberflus went to him and said, hey, just run the ball, run the clock? How does that normally work out? See, t- traditionally, a head coach would be more proactively involved in that. 
But he had his own, you know, hornet's nest running the defense. We all know Allen Williams was, you know, sent packing. Eberflus took over the defense and has done an admirable job of making them, you know, better than what they were, almost respectable at times. But all that being said, he's got so much on his plate, he can't really get involved in that, but he needs to. There has to be someone that is being held accountable for these decisions you can't let your offensive coordinator make these kind of idiotic mistakes. Hamp, it'll be sponsored by... Unfortunately, nobody in this organization is accountable to anybody or anything. Hamp, it's it... obvious. It's yep. obvious. It's right in front of you. Hamp, it'll be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. 312-981-7200. We're recapping the Bears' 31-26 loss in Detroit. Let's get to Gino in Chicago. Gino's been hanging on. Gino, you're on WGN. Hey, fellas, how's it going? Go ahead, uh, hey, OB, listen up, OB, because I'm buying what you're selling over here, okay? Okay. Uh, and don't go soft on me. I want you, I want the same OB that used <laughs> to have drinks at the club on 39 back in the day. You know what I mean? There you go. So here, so and, and the draft picks, don't tell me about draft picks. The Bears drafted Butkus and Sayers in the same draft, and they stunk. The team stunk their whole careers. But anyway, there's no other reason than this one to show these guys the door. Dan Campbell, all he's talking about with the press is Fields, Fields, Fields. He has nightmares of Justin Fields. They come back from halftime and talk about Justin Fields. Right. In the meantime, when crunch time happens and you got to run clock, but you got to get yards, they take the ball. The coaching staff took the ball out of his hands. They, they, mm-hmm. they gave it to the running back right up the middle. Everybody knows they're going to do it. I got an idiot for a friend who's sending text messages telling us they're going to run the ball up the middle. This coaching staff takes the ball out of the most dangerous player on the field hands. They don't give many RPOs, no looks. They just gave it away. They ate about 15 seconds. So for that reason, they're, they're a bunch of cowards at Hallis Hall. They won't do it. But for that reason alone, they should be shown the door. Gino, good call. We appreciate it. Gino, it's hey, good guys. call. Good call. There's no question about it. But that's like one of maybe a dozen reasons. <laughs> Trust me on that one. By the way, what was going on on the club at 39? Yeah, give us some stories, OB. I want to hear about this. <laughs> Nothing. 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 A great restaurant. A good friend, Tom Bowler, George Krug. They they basically own that. And it was uh, right on the 39th floor, right on state, and uh, basically almost just off Wacker. And it was a great restaurant. The uh, guys, ESPN Analytics had the uh, the win probability that they uh, they put together. The Bears were at ninety eight point eight percent with four minutes to go and coughed this one up. Ob, I know a uh, happy birthday shout out. You wanted to get in before the news? Yes, I would. I'll have to tell my beautiful my oldest child, Jennifer Icavelli, happy birthday, honey. And uh, but we're she that's her real name, Jennifer. But when she was baby, we started calling her Gigi. So anyway, Gigi. Happy birthday to you, honey. Have Happy a wonderful birthday, Gigi. Yeah, that's from Uncle Dan, and we love you, honey. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We've got time, actually, for one more call before the news. Three, one, 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 one yeah, second. Yeah, go ahead, Ham. But see, here, here, here's the, what would you, you call it, the, the, the hidden hand when the opposing coach is going, oh, I have nightmares, thinking about Justin Fields running the ball. Well, the reason that he is so effective is – He's unaccounted, you know, accounted for in a normal defense. Most quarterbacks don't run because why? Why OB? Why don't you run your quarterback? Because passing, you win. That's well, how you win. Well, not only that, but your quarterback's going to miss half the year. Oh, there's no question about and that. And we've already seen that. 
Tom is in Arizona. Tom, we've got time for one more call before the news. Uh, Tom is listening in Arizona. Tom, you're on WGN. What's up? Great show. I've uh, been listening for many years. OB, my first Bears game was 1963. Wow. On the radio at a World Championship game. There you go. And I grew up in the Plains with the McCaskey boys. We played years of youth football together, and so we lived and died with the Bears. I have two points. One is I watched 13 years of Walter Payton, only missed one game. When he scored a touchdown, did you ever see him celebrate? Never. Never. A- absolutely never. Hand the ball and then, to the referee. And exactly. And Chicago needs – it's an embarrassment to this city for all these years. And uh, this is a modern era now. We got to get a new owner. We got to get a, uh, We got to get something completely different. Thanks for uh, letting me talk talk a little bit, Tom. Thank you for calling. Thank Th- you for listening. Yeah, Tommy. Let me tell you something. You're one of about I couldn't tell you how many people I couldn't count that high that have said the very same thing that you have just said. And as a matter of fact, the last couple of years it's been getting worse. When are they going to sell? When are they going to sell? When are they going to sell? Yeah I, yeah, I hear it all the time. The Bears losing to Detroit 31-26 today to fall to 3-8. and eight. The Lions in the driver's seat in the NFC North, which they've never won. It could be their first division title since 1993. They're now 8-2. and two. And just a quick recap here. The Bears had the ball for 40 minutes today. The Lions for 20 minutes. The Bears had four takeaways, just the one turnover. And lost. And they had a 12-point lead with four minutes to roughly four minutes ago. And lost. And they lost. That's OB. <laughs> Dan Hampton is here as well. 3 one 2 981-7200. Everybody, hang on. We're going to get to your calls uh, just after the news with Ron Brown. Pressure coming from Jack Sanborn here, and he just came around the edge and wrapped up Jared Goff for his first sack of the season, the third of his career, all of them on Jared Goff, and it's worked down. It is Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. I'm Kevin Powell in for Andy Mazur. Bears lose today, 31-26 in Detroit. It's time for the Bonehead Play of the Game, brought to you by Curveball Whiskey, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at CurveballWhiskey.com. OB, uh, we know this, this is your department here. Well, it has to be Justin Fields. And that was in the fourth quarter. I believe, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong here, he had about a 30-yard run. We had a long way to go to get a first down. He made the first down, okay? He jumps up. He's on the field of play. You know, you're getting ready to go to the, back to the huddle to get the next play. And he starts dancing. He starts dancing on a field during the game after he makes a run. And you wonder why we lost? You wonder why we lost. The Bears had four takeaways, one turnover, so they were plus three in the turnover margin. They had possession of the ball just over 40 minutes in that game. Here's a little nugget that Sammy, our producer, just ran in here for us. Since 1932, no NFL team with a plus three turnover margin and 40 minutes time of possession had ever lost a game. Since 1932, teams were 48-0, until the Bears lost today, when you're plus three in the turnover margin and had 40 minutes or more of possession. Teams had never lost before. That's how bad 
this game was. Tough to wrap your head around okay, this one. Okay, there's things, yeah, you can part away. Yeah, we looked good for quarters. We threw. Everybody ran, everybody. No, we lost the damn game in a horrible way. It's a, it was a painful one, guys. Let's get back to the phones. Three, one, two. Right, we're setting records, folks. <laughs> we're setting records the in, wrong the, way. in the worst way. Uh, let's go to Gary in Villa Park. Gary, you're on WGN. What's up? Hey, guys. I just want to. I know people are talking about the draft because you really do get rewarded for losing. That's why the Lions are so good. They've been a losing team. For 10, 12, 15 years. And so were the Bears leading into the 85 Super Bowl. That's why Dan Hampton was on the Bears. So my big question is, in 65, when the Bears had the third and fourth pick and they took Buckus and Sayers, who was the first and second pick? They couldn't have been better than Buckus and Sayers, were they? Ed would probably know. <laughs> we'll have to go back and check it out, Gary. Oh, I, th- I, I, I I don't know who it was, but there was a guy. <clears throat> our coach was George Allen. He was our defensive coordinator, and he also was in charge of the drafting, of the drafting and getting free agents. And he's the one that put that 63 World Championship team together. Believe me, Gary, he, that guy, and he's in the Hall of Fame as a coach. Sue, Sue and Morton. Hey, go ahead, but, Amp. Sorry. But you needed to go no further than the 2018 draft. The Bears drafted someone named Mitch Trubisky in front of a guy named Patrick Mahomes. That just tells you. Some people, they get it. That some guy, people Pace, don't. should be. If the NFL had a prison, Pace should have been in there for, for a life. <laughs> Let's go to And not only that, in solitary confinement on top of it. <laughs> I think a lot of Bears fans would agree, OB. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Sue that and. guy did to this team. <laughs> gave up a lot of draft capital, oh too. God. Sue and Morton Grove has been hanging on for a long time. Sue, you're on WGN. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have been sitting here writing down. People that were great assistant coaches for the Bears, people that were good assistant coaches for the Bears, people that were like Jim Finks, who actually got the whole uh, Super Bowl team together. Um, And I can't believe with the money that's going around now in the league, why we can't get guys like this. Um, I put down George Allen. I put down Abe Gibran. I put down... um, uh, did I say Jack Jack Pardee? Jack Pardee. I put down Buddy Ryan. There's got to be guys like this, right? Yeah, it's, or am I wrong? Well, there's. <laughs> well, you know, after a loss like this one, to Sue's point, guys, the, the thought I have, I thought about it. You know, after the Denver game, how passionate this fan base is, and just how much, how badly we want to see a winner again. <laughs> it's just the same old story every year with this team. Well, the main it's thing painful. is, uh, Kevin and, and to Sue, you know, like how did the National Football League get started? It basically was one guy. It was his move. It was his dream. And his name was George S. Hallis, George Stanley Hallis. And, and you could talk about the Myra family in New York, et cetera, Carol Rosenblum in Baltimore and L.A. and about these people. No, it was George Hallis. He's the one that kept this league together. And when it came with the AFL, when that started up, 
He saw it coming. Who's the one that started the merger? George Hallis did. Why? Because you'll never see another team in Chicago. He was a very smart man, and he's the guy that you've got to give all the accolades to, whether you like him, whether you don't like him, or whatever. But he is the man, and he is our guy, George S. Hallis. He is the man. And what's going on, the past, I couldn't tell you since 85, it is beyond belief what is happening to the Chicago Bears in the win and loss and world championship column. Well, as far as today, while Ryan Poles was saying, we're going to take back the North a year ago, (laughs) a year prior, Detroit went and hired a guy by the name of Brad Holmes to be their general manager. And he brought in Dan Campbell, the guy that has won now 14 of the last 18 games Detroit has played. The best coach in the football right now is him. I'm telling you. And, he is. And they have an offensive coordinator by the name of Ben Johnson. Keep that name, folks. Keep it in your mind. You never know what happens at the end of this year. Take the North and never give it back. Folks, the Bears are, have lost all 12 of their, their last division matchups. The, oh, we, and 12 against against the division. But Eberflus is 0-9. Oh and beat a team right, with a winning right. record. Eberflus is 0-9. Oh we hadn't beat nobody with a winning record in two over two years. Right. John in Can't Lock- make this stuff up, folks. No, it is, it is setting tough. Records. <laughs> setting records. Setting records. John in Lockport, you're on WGN. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen, for taking my call. A couple things that I always like is where it is Justin Fields is so uh, he's he's so gifted, everything else with his running and everything else. What about the other players on the team? Aren't we supposed to play to their strengths? The thing is, like in Chicago, I mean, we had Michael Jordan. We didn't really win until they did the triple post offense. That did it absolutely play to Jordan's strength of sitting here just running to the basket and dunking all the time. We have to go figure out, you know, and the thing is, is that our coaching staff, we don't have a coaching staff that, you know, they do what, they, what they're doing. But the thing is, with Justin Fields, he's not somebody where we can reinvent the whole game of football and have the quarterback running around. You gentlemen are absolutely right where you got to pass, and that's how you move down the field. He can run his heart out, and like you said, he'll be out of the, you know, miss half the time at least. And that's pretty much what I just got to say. Thank you for the call, good, John. We good appreciate call, it. John. And you are correct, John. And let's go to uh, Larry in Wisconsin has thoughts on the Bears. Larry, what's up? Hey, guys. What, what? Can you run a segment on the Bears are so cheap, they? I got a good example for you. You guys come in clear as a bell on WGN, which is great. I'm driving in from Wisconsin, kind of going back and forth between uh, AM 1000 and you guys. You can't even hear their signal 50 miles away. Give me a few more examples of the Bears are so cheap, they fill in the blank, guys. Thanks. Larry, thank you for the call. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. There was a guy by the name of Dan Fabian back in the early 80s. He was a general manager here at WGN, and he knew that in the early era of Chicago Bear football, WGN was the flagship, and he wanted it back, and he brought it back, and guess what? It was with fruition. The Bears won a Super Bowl, the WGN flourished, and then a few years later, uh, 
you know, he went on and did other things, and uh, BBM took over the Bears, and now uh, ESPN 1000 has it. And it, essentially, it's folks don't realize this. Every NFL team splits the revenue equally. Dallas gets the same thing as Green Bay, as Tampa Bay. But the radio, that goes into the owner's pocket. So, you know, Cincinnati, I don't know what their rights would be worth, two, three million a year, whatever. Chicago, a lot more. So it's, it's high, the high bid wins. ESPN won. Well, I'll tell you what. Larry Johns, who Gary, Gino, Meg, all you guys, Tim, David, you're you're listening to the right station. Yes, we thank you. WGN seven twenty on the AM. Hang with us. We'll tell you exactly what happened on that football field. And we'll hang together or we'll hang separately. And, uh, <laughs> I'd rather watch you hang first. And, and then, uh, Thanks. Then Take I'll him. Make, and I'll, I'll cheer you on, brother. Take the big mountain, big <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, that's right. We will be taking your calls until 530-312-981-7200. Hang on, Bob, Patrick, Steve, John. We'll get to all of you. Here on w- Hang in there, guys. Hang and in. by the way, the good Lord was smiling on David Montgomery today. Right? He had the winning touchdown to beat his former team that said, see ya. Couldn't stop him. How about that? Game-winning touchdown, David Montgomery against his former team. This is Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Mm. games are one in the trenches. Hardworking, dependable Grabowskis to get the job done day in and day out. On the field, you have to operate under any conditions. Rain and mud, snow and ice, no excuses. Get the job done. That's why Chevy Silverado is the official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. It's built to handle the big jobs. Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup. Right now, get 1.9% APR financing on a Chevy Silverado. $1,500 pickup or $3,500 total cash allowance on a 23 Silverado 1500 Crew Cab RST. Note to self, you're going to need a bigger truck. Chevy has a Silverado that's just right. Half ton, three quarter ton, and one ton. You name it, we run over it. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details. Chevy Silverado is an all-star that works as hard as you do. Work tough. Play tough. It's your choice. Own it. Test drive a Chevy Silverado at your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer. And put on your big boy pants. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Puttery is the best place for an epic night out. You've never seen mini golf like this before. Come ball out on one of two indoor courses. Sip on thematic cocktails or notch on bites from the kitchen. Step into Puttery's immersive ski lodge or library of mini golf courses. And there's no kids at play here. Puttery is 21 and up only and now offering unlimited gameplay and new entries. Located in Fulton Market at 932 West Randolph. Reservations encouraged. Walk-ins welcome. Learn more at Puttery.com. Puttery. Go off course. Do you have silver or gold to sell? 
Call me, the Antique Lady. Now is the best time. Call the Antique Lady at 773-262-1000. For years, WGN listeners have been calling the Antique Lady to sell their antiques and art. Why go to the mall or send your family treasures through the mail? Call 773-262-1000 for a buyer you know and trust. Bring your sterling silver flatware, trays, teapots, and candlesticks to the Antique Lady. Old, broken, and unworn gold pieces sitting in the drawer can be turned into cash. Deal with a family-owned business that's been in the same location for over 30 years. At 6901 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago, you'll receive a fair price with no pressure to sell. Call 773-262-1000 today. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot route, hot route. Who brought it today? Looking at which pair played tough, played hard. Four-man rush. Fields with nothing down the field. Penalty marker flies in. Fields takes off. Fields with a big run. Fields still on his feet, and he slides down inside the 35. He maneuvered his way for a 30-yard rush. It's time now for Who Brought It Today, sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. Hamp. Well, it has to be Justin Fields, and it was a glorious return, and it would have been a great celebration, except for the final three minutes. It really wasn't his fault, but uh, he rushed uh, for over 100 yards uh, in this contest, through for 163 or something like that. Anyway, the, the point being is, Everything was set up for it to be a, a you know a, a triumphal return. It just didn't work out. Disappointing loss for the Bears today. Thirty-one twenty-six had a twelve-point lead late. Could not hang on, and they fall to three and eight on the year. Very frustrating See, loss. That's too. something, Kevin. That's the thing you cannot put on the players. What, 12 points to go is, is that much time left? OB, you cannot put that on the players. As much as we sort through this game, I think we keep going right back to that, that it is on the coaches. Let's go to John in East Chicago. John, you're on WGN. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought that the the defense kind of disappeared in the, on Detroit's final two drives. Oh, no, you're right. I mean, Jared Goff, and you got to give him credit, I mean – it was a, a gotta-see-it moment in the game, and he had two possessions. He drove the length of the field, scored two touchdowns inside of three minutes. Give that to was him amazing. also, and Danny, also to their offensive coordinator. Yep. He's the one that called the plays in, John. Exactly, and that's And ben he's Johnson. the one that took us apart. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Can I make another point? Can I make another point? Sure. Go ahead, John. What's up? Um, regarding the you know the Bears and and how they've been losing over the recent years and everything, I kind of believe that if the head is rotten, meaning ownership, that the body can't the body can't heal itself. Well, Detroit has had the same ownership forever, and they found out how to fix it. So maybe we have hope. John, thank you for the call. We we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for the call. Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Steve in Chicago also has thoughts on Bears management. Steve, you're on WGN. Um, hello, gentlemen, and thank you for taking my call. Okay. Uh, I'm already sickened by the uh, game today, but 
That's just the way it is. I'm a lifelong Bear fan. But I think, uh, as you guys do too, it's the issue with the coaching staff, not the players. It's also the issue with the administration. And I don't believe that there's anything that's going to really change uh, in the near future uh, until there's a complete change in administration. And as much as I love the Bears, uh, it breaks my heart to say this. I want people to season ticket holders, fans. We have a a huge, very loyal fan base, uh, you know, as do some of the other teams in the in the league, boycott the Bears. Well, boycott Steve, the Bears. Steve, what? burn your burn your season tickets <laughs> and do not go to the game because the only way that the McCaskey family is going to realize the how frustrated we all are is for us to send them a message. Thank you for the call. Steve, that's that's just not going to happen, and people aren't going to burn their tickets and and because there's going to be somebody in line somewhere that's going to pop up and, uh, and and jump up and buy the tickets that nobody, that whoever the people are, they don't want them anymore. There's somebody there, believe me, they have a waiting list. Well, one more call before news. Bob in Twin, Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Bob, what's up? Hey, good evening, guys. This is Bear Fan Bob. Long time no talk. Hey, I was talking to your guy Johnny Diamond yesterday. Anyways, moving on. The thing that really stuck out to me, that really gets me, every time we seem to get a turnover interception, we score field goals. You're never going to win a football game scoring field goals, and especially against the Lions. I don't know. they got this thing called the end zone. Maybe we ought to throw to it once in a while. Seems like to me you score touchdowns, and there should have been more of them than just two today. You wouldn't have had to worry about what the Lions done in the last two minutes of the game. Both were kind of my thoughts, and guys, have a great Thanksgiving and holiday. Nice talking with you all. Bye-bye. Thank you, Bob. Bob, He used my line. There's a thing at the end of this field called the end zone. (laughs) Yeah, they had a a seven-play drive that ended in a field goal, and then the 14-play drive late that ended in a field goal that some of us thought maybe they should have been a little more aggressive there. Absolutely, and again, the word we settled for it, and you said it a minute ago. With four minutes left, we had a ninety-eight point six percentile chance of winning. I call that pretty much hands down certainty. Guess what? Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We have uh, some open lines, so call in now. We'll get to you just after the news. Everybody, hanging on, just hang tight. We will get to your phone. Call. This is Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Hampton OB, go until 5. You know, we know who we are. We know what kind of team we are. and you know, We just got to be better. We just got to finish. And like I said, when those big moments happen, when we need those big plays, we got to execute. Final stretch of Hamp and OB. Hamp and OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. That was Justin Fields after the Bears 
lost to the Lions to fall to 3-8 and eight on the year. And congratulations to Agnes, the winner of uh, Raising the Stakes. Raising the Stakes is sponsored by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. Order today at secondcityprime.com. Agnes winning a $50 gift card. Congratulations. We're, congratulations. We are on uh, until 5.30. Hampton will be taking your calls. And let's get to those 312-981-7200. Let's get to Johnny in Chicago. Johnny, you're on WGN. Johnny, Hello. Johnny, what's up? I just want to thank uh, Ben Hampton and Obradovich, who I love with all my heart. Uh, the emotion they bring to the radio is amazing. It's like when I'm watching the Bears win, they win. I get excited, but when they lose, I want to throw my TV right out the window. But my question is, um, Eddie Jackson, when he came back from injury, on these last three minutes, I took pictures and I filmed, recorded the plays he did uh on the first touchdown they scored number 33 was looking at him like where were you that's your man uh on the second one they scored a touchdown the way he tried to tackle montgomery is like an Olay tackle he let him go right by just wanted to know what they thought about his play today thank you johnny we appreciate it hamp ob well you're gonna get an air full from hampton i can guarantee you that <laughs> Earlier in the year, you know, when he was in the lineup, out of the lineup, and all this, I see, and I'm, I'm, I come from a different era where, you know, this word accountability meant something. And evidently, there's no accountability on this defense with Eberflus. So when I hear the hits principle, hustle, intensity, turnovers, and smile, all that, it just makes me laugh. Laugh. All you got to do is watch. Watch Eddie Jackson attempt to play professional football. Now he's making fourteen million dollars this year, and I'm telling you, I could I could find a hundred kids in high school that could probably play the position better. And I said, if he comes back and starts, the Bears must not be trying to win. Guess what? It's kind of worked out that way, hasn't it? Yeah. L- listen, Johnny. Let me tell you the reason why Danny is in a way I, in a way I am, and and I'm not speaking for Danny. I'm speaking for myself. Is what he just mentioned? He's making fourteen million dollars, okay, to play seventeen games. All right. Your heart, your soul, your everything has to be in there for sixty minutes. That's all we're asking you to do, and you don't do it. And we just signed a defensive end on a four-year deal for basically $100 million, of which approximately $70 million is guaranteed. Let's go to J- He finally got his first sack today when nobody blocked him. In three games, he got a sack, but nobody blocked him. Jack has some thoughts on Montez Sweat. Jack, you're on WGN. Yeah, well, you just stole my thunder. <laughs> Fire where away. Was, where was he all day long? And on the last two drives, yeah. everybody quarterbacks going back to pass. It must have been 15 to 20 times. Nobody got near the quarterback, including the $100 million man. Johnny, yeah. I mean, no, nobody, nobody blocked him. Nobody even touched him. That was his sack. First one in three games. A hundred million dollars for four years holy schmoly you know guys and what i said was you know he looks the part he's got a a, a little bit of a portfolio 
and when he's getting six sacks a year, whatever. Well, that was then. This is now. Now he has to be much better, much better. All the announcers, oh, he makes everybody better around him. No. Beat a block. Beat somebody one-on-one. I want to see it. He's played three games, and I have yet to see it. Mike in Hawthorne Woods has been hanging on. Thoughts on Matt Eberflus. Mike, what's up? Thanks for calling. Yeah, I just uh... – the, the, the whole story comes down to is that the McCaskies hire losers, okay? Kind of looks that way. Yeah, they, uh, Mike, your radio's on in the background, so we're getting a little okay, bit. Okay, the, 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 uh, the McCaskies hire losers. It, it, the best thing to, way to put this is that uh, uh, Eberflus got Frank White fired, okay? He came from Indianapolis. They were freaking losers. Same thing with Nagy, okay? He he lost that game to the Tennessee Titans, and we're hiring them. We, we, we've had seven years of, 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 of losers that we bring in, and we pay them the big money, and we wonder why we can't win. It's got to stop. Let me correct you. Stop. We've had almost 30 years of winning, I mean, of losers. The last time we won anything was when I was playing. And going to the Super Bowl, yeah, that's good, but no cigar. We have been losers since it's about winning a world championship. That's right, OB? That's exactly correct. There's nothing else. What the hell do you play the game for? And everybody goes, oh, well, you only won one. Well, we had the best record in football for five years. Every year we were in the play. Yeah, that's nobody, what you got to do. You got to get a platform to make an attempt. We ben, can't even get in the playoffs. You never have to apologize for being a world champ. That's for damn sure. Benny, never. Benny in Indiana. Benny, oh. what's going on? Hey, Happen OP. Go ahead. I uh, love the show. I mean, uh, it's nice to hear uh, experts uh, with an honest opinion. You know, I I love listening to football, and and my wife too. We can't wait to hear the show. Almost can't wait for the game to end to hear the show. But uh, piggybacking off of, uh, I think your first caller, Gino, that uh, they go into the prevent defense when. And just let Detroit march right down to the end zone. I don't understand that. And uh, and also that your caller Sue said about the coaches and going back to the medium, the media when uh, they hired Dan Campbell when he was on you know TV. Everyone's making the media's making fun of him because he's just acting crazy. Well, look where they're at now. It's worked. Benny, we appreciate the phone call. Thank you. And the comment you're talking about is he said, hey, we're going to get knocked down, but when we get up, we're going to bite somebody's kneecap off. (laughs) And everybody thought that was so funny. Well, guess what? They ain't biting, you know, too many kneecaps now. Well, we lost two kneecaps today. We sure did. It'll be a 31-26, the Lions beating the Bears in Detroit. A tough one today. Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Really, the philosophy is you're, you're, you're playing your, your two-minute defense, which is your mix and your coverages, which we did. You know, we're throwing in pressures there as well. You know, the big thing that you got to do in that moment is, uh, you know, tackle them when you get them inbounds. You know, so you're forcing them to use their timeouts, and you're, you're doing a good job with that. And then uh, they have less timeouts, less time as they go. And, again, they just went down the field too fast. That's 
Lions head coach Matt Eberflus after the Bears lost to the Lions 31-26. They gave up 17 fourth-quarter points to blow a 12-point lead, a frustrating one. Hamp and OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. I've been sitting in for Andy Mazur today. It's been a ton of fun, Hamp, even though we were talking about a loss. And uh, we will take this up to 5.30. Let's get to a few more phone calls. Jeff in Glenview, frustrated with uh, Bears management. Jeff, what's up? Uh, thanks, guys. You know, Hampton just said about 30 years of frustration. Um, if you think of the Packer organization, you know, they went through the Lombardi era, and then they went through 20-plus years. They had back coaches, Bart Starr, uh, Forrest Gregg, and then they changed the leadership. Ron Wolf came in, hired Holmgren, and, you know, they've owned the Bears now for years because leadership, you know, they, they hire good coaches, they draft well, and um, you know I think when the McCaskies finally sell and maybe move to Arlington Heights, uh, things will change. But uh, enjoy your show, and uh, thanks, guys. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you know, it. We're going to have to go pretty quick through these re- remaining calls, but yeah. here's the one thing. That's a huge void on this football team and we haven't had a leader in a long 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 time guys i'm just telling you you know erlacher he was he was in briggs they were kind of like you know you know find leaders back in their era since then we really haven't had any kind of leadership tell me a leader on this team i defy you let's go tough to find right now carlos has been hanging on carlos you're on wgn yeah, how you guys doing? I want to say I want to uh, uh, wish you guys a Thanksgiving, and I want to tell you I'm so disappointed about these Bears today. It took three minutes to just ruin my day. I was outside doing the leaves, and when I came back in, I could not believe that score. It unraveled fast, Carlos. We appreciate the phone call. It was a tough one. Yeah, and Eberflus is raking in losses. Yeah, he is. Let's get to Dave in Northbrook. Dave, what's going on? I'll keep it quick because I know you're running up against it. Uh, OB, I got a question for you. I don't know if you played with or or were coached by Abe Gibran, but I'm kind of wondering what kind of guy he was with all the losing. It seems like Eberflus, or what we call him, maybe I call him Captain Obvious, uh, or Oblivious, I guess, he just seems like he's just coach speak all the time and rah-rah and just not real self-aware. Did Abe Gibra know how poorly he was doing and did he, did he take it seriously? Or, you know, it seems like every time I see him on NFL films, he was always happy and singing and doing crazy stuff. I'm just kind of wondering what kind of guy he was compared no, he, to this idiot who we got coaching the team. Thank yeah, you, Dave. He, yeah, Dave. He, no, Abe Gibra, he was serious about winning, but he just couldn't get it done. And, boy, it didn't take long for Hallis to make the move with him. We haven't had a coach. Well, we've had Mike Ditka. We have not had a coach with that kind of an attitude, that kind of a knowledge, and that kind of a rapport with his players since Mike Ditka. The one before was when Mike and I were teammates. When we won it in 63, there was a coach by the name of George Allen. I mean, he had all the respect of everybody on both sides of the ball. He was the guy that made the trades. He was the guy that brought people in from free agency, so to speak. And he was the man. And he had all the respect. And I know that Dan and his guys, they had all the respect for Mike Ditka, too. Why? Because he knew how to win. That's why. He knew how to win. Steve in Orland Park. You're on WGN. Yeah, my question is, and this is uh, goes for most teams, but I'm using the Lions. 
as an example. Uh, why were they like a different team halfway through the fourth quarter, offensively and defensively? It seems like the enthusiasm, the energy with a lot of these teams and players sometimes seems to change. It seems like they could really rip the Bears apart, yes. and they, which they did at the end of the game. Uh, See, happy Thanksgiving. I, there might have been. I don't know, Danny. You can jump in on this one. I'll just make mine real short. I kind of think they might have been looking ahead, not taking the Bears that serious because they are a hell of a lot better team than they showed for the first almost – Food. And the Bears got conservative Almost, up late. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, they, I, I don't think they took the Bears serious, and it almost bit them right in their, in their behind. But as usual, teams, good teams, good coach teams, you know what they do, Steve? They find a way to win. Marty and Will Met, uh might be our final call, Marty. We are up against the clock, but what are your thoughts on today's Bears game? Seals is a lazy football player. You could see him in the first quarter. He went up the uh, uh, the uh, uh, up the line and, and and threw it. But what he doesn't do is keep his feet moving later in the, in the fourth quarter. He knows he's supposed to have foot movement in the pocket. He only does it for you know partially in the game. That's what's called being lazy. He's a lazy guy. Every NFL quarterback that lasts more than five years has footwork in the box, consistent for four quarters. If you, here's what he should do. Here's what the Bears should do: go and watch a real football team in their fundamentals, like Mount Carmel High School. Go and watch them, see how to tackle, and see a real quarterback that knows how to throw fifty-yard bullets and keep his. His feet going for the full four, four quarters. That's football, not flag football that I see. Marty, we appreciate the call. Thank you very much. We we got time for a couple other calls. Patrick's been hanging on a long time. Patrick, what's up? How's it going, guys? Uh, first off, I want to say you guys are absolute legends. I've been a long time listening to you guys' show. You guys are absolutely fantastic. Thank but, you, sir. You know, no, one thing I do want to say is, um, you know, we're up by five with, you know, two minutes and 59 seconds left, and, you know, lines are kicking off. Why do we take a fair catch on the three-yard line when the ball is going to be going out of bounds? You know, you're going to be on the 25-yard line with excellent field position, and, you know, never fails. When Caskey playbook comes out, we run up the middle as much as we can, and then we try and throw on third down, and just doesn't work out. This is a game we should have won, and I'm very disappointed with how, you know, the last three minutes were played out. Patrick, thank you for the call. I, I, and we, we we said this uh, since you know three o'clock when we came on. Hey, th- this is all about Luke Getze kind of just turning the key off and letting the, the rig coast. He thought, hey, we've got to you know put it away. And guess what? Detroit had second thoughts. Dennis in Indiana, you got to keep it tight. Uh, final call for us this afternoon. We appreciate you uh, hanging on. What's up, Dennis? I'll make it as quick as I can. Back in 65, I was a student at Indiana. I got to know Mike Rabel, the owner of the bar I used to hang out with close friends. I came in one night, and I there saw Mike was there. I was thrilled. I asked him, Mike, what is going to happen with George Allen? He said, I can't really tell you, but I will say this. George Allen is the Bears. I said, I can't believe you said that, that, that uh, the, the, the way you guys are going and that uh, I think I maybe skipped a little hit. He said he doesn't know what was going to happen. He said, there goes our chances next year. He left. 
Three years later, they were 1-13 and and lost the infamous coin toss. You're absolutely correct. It, it, it was George Hallis should have made George Allen the head coach. As a matter of fact, in 63, <coughs> in 63 we won a world championship. We thought he was going to retire and name George Allen the head coach. He didn't do it. George went on, left the Bears, went to L.A., went to Washington, and he wound up in the Hall of Fame as a coach. Big, giant mistake by George Hallis. We love the guy. Ed Obradovich, Dan Hampton. Guys, it's been a ton of fun hanging out with you guys today. Great and job, Kev. A, a week from tomorrow, Bears at Minnesota. Monday Night Football taking on the Vikings. Fuel up for the Bears' next game, sponsored by Mariano's, where you can save up to $2 a gallon.